Often in advertising, you'll hear terms like no obligation. But what does that mean? Hi, I'm Danny Deeks, and at Deeks Insurance, no obligation means we'd be happy to go over your insurance coverage and talk about your needs and options with no pressure to buy. And you could benefit either from potential savings on premiums or by getting a better understanding of your policy. Give us a call today at 1-800-240-5283 or visit us on the web at deeksinsurance.ca. It's hard to believe, but Memorial Day is now past us, and summer is here. And uh, along with that, perhaps some challenges as you want to keep the kids occupied and make some meaningful memories. Welcome to Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. I'm John Fuller, and today we're going to be talking about ways that you can take advantage of the upcoming summer days to really have some fun times with your kids. John, I so appreciate and have such great memories for the summers that we've been able to spend with the boys. And, you know, they're at the end of the time with us, but we look back and it has been terrific, uh, especially camping. Camping's been kind of our core go-to activity for the summer, and we've had a lot of fun, certainly a lot of challenges too. In fact, I think we have a clip of Troy mentioning (laughs) one of the early camping uh, tries. The first time we went camping, we got a we got a little RV, and we went camping with it. And that first trip with the RV was just an absolute mess. That was uh, my dad. Uh, we couldn't find like the adapter for like some electrical t- cable, so I think he ended up uh, running back and forth to a, a local Walmart probably about nine or ten times. Well, John, I do remember that. I think that was like a 25-mile round trip, and I did make like eight or nine trips, so he got me there. But that's the fun of uh, some of these family adventures, right? Well, I'd like to think so. I mean, we do have a lot of times when I can recall the kids were melting down in the back of the van, or the camper was leaking, or <laughs> or the tent. We had, we had a situation where there was a bear walking through the camp. And I had a little toddler in the tent, and I'm thinking, this is not a good idea. So we've had a, <laughs> we've had a few times go wrong. But um, there are some creative ways that are safe, and you, you don't have to go 25 miles uh, 10 times to find uh, the joy in all of that. Let's hope um, so. Today we're joined by Crystal Porter and Tara Davis. Uh, they have some great ideas. Crystal has five kids under the age of 11, and Tara has three young boys, and they're both part of the Help Club for Moms which helps moms really thrive and connect with God. And they're also co-authors of the book, The Help Club for Moms. We, of course, have that book uh, on our website or give us a call. The site is focusonthefamily.ca. Crystal and Tara, welcome to Focus on the Family. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's so good. Uh, I think as as we break out of this Memorial Day weekend, I mean, it's time. People want to experience, you know, the fun that normally comes with summer. And I know, I thought with Gene and I particularly, you know, when the kids were, you know, probably 11, 12, we started counting, we've only got, you know, six summers left to do the things we want to do to have the Mm. fun and all of that. So what's the big picture look like for us right now with all the, maybe the obstacles we're going to face this summer? Can we still have a, a summer packed with good memories? we can still have the most wonderful summer ever. It doesn't matter if we have to stay home or if we're able to go out, there's 
plenty of things to do just right here in our own backyard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Crystal, uh, going your direction now, uh, and both of you have struggled with insecurity when it comes to parenting. And I so appreciate that vulnerability that Mm -hmm. you express in the book and, you know, in your blog life and everything else. You know, it's good to be honest with those things that you struggle with. But explain, if I could ask you, Crystal, first, briefly explain your childhood and why that made you feel like you could never be maybe a good mom, not to mention a perfect mom, but how did you overcome that and what were the circumstances? Yeah. um, Growing up, I grew up with my grandma for a good majority of my childhood um, up until I was about 12. And then I went to live with my aunt and uncle. And so I never really had that traditional experience of having a mom and a dad and who took care of me and, you know, different things you would do with a mom and dad. And so, um, but the ironic thing is I always wanted to be a mom and that was like my dream was, I just want to be a mom. And so, um, I, when motherhood finally came and I was married to my husband, I was pregnant with my first baby. I thought I'm just going to be the best mom in the world. I just can't wait to be a mom. I've been thinking about this forever. Um, and then enter my baby (laughs) and me looking at her for the first time. And I thought, Oh my goodness, what am I doing? Who trusted me with this job? I don't think anyone should leave. I remember, um, my, in the room and my family and they were about to leave. And I thought, where are you going? I can't do this. And so that kind of entered in that insecurity, that feeling of, motherhood is big and hard. And especially when you don't see an example of what you hope to have, you know what I mean? Um, all growing up, I felt like I was starting from square one. I was kind of starting from the bottom. And so that made it really hard. Yeah. And um, I really had to kind of seek and search. And it's been a journey for yeah. sure. And to remind the listeners, I mean, you're a mom, you've been married 15 years, and you have five kiddos, right? <laughs> so you're speaking yeah. from experience yes. now. How old, are the, <laughs> how old are the children? Um, my oldest just turned 11. And then nine, um, almost seven, five, or almost five next week, and a two-year-old. Oh, my. So about every two-ish years, I had a baby. Yeah. So we've been, you know, That keeps you quite busy. With children. So you're <laughs> yes. well-qualified, and you have found the way, right? But it's great <laughs> to see that you, even with your insecurity mm-hmm. in being a mom, that it didn't you know, it didn't prevent you from having children. I I just applaud you for that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got, sometimes I think you just got to jump right in and, and it's definitely, especially when you, when it's a desire of your heart, you know, even if it's messy or it looks messy, you got to kind of dive in. So I like that attitude. Uh, Tara, let's start with you in terms of getting into some of the ideas and activities that we can do for the summer. You have something called the fun ticket, that your family's been doing. (laughs) It sounds good. What is the fun ticket and how do you deploy it? Well, we made, so I'm always looking for ways to just bring fun into our home. I think that there is a lot of just daily work that needs to be done. um, And you have to be really intentional about bringing some um, just fun and happiness and joy um, into that work. Um, So we just made a simple little ticket um, and I put like 28 little um, circles on it. And then we made a bucket list as a family, um, me and the kids of all the things that we wanted to do this summer. So um, and it's a list that's just growing. It's growing every day. So some of them that my kids came up with were uh, climb trees together, including myself. Um, and we live out in the forest. So that works. We've done that one. A neighbor walked by. I was a little <laughs> bit shocked. 
But um, <laughs> uh, polar plunge, they wanted to fill up the bathtub with ice and water and then jump into it. Um, making your own bubbles, just things like that. Things that are simple that I don't even have to run to the store to get anything. Things that just don't require um, a whole lot of even time investment. But um, there, it's a fun list. And then each time we do something on the list, we punch a hole, um, punch one of the numbers in the ticket. And then when the ticket's filled up, the kids are going to just plan um, just a fun party, just for them, just for our family with stuff we have on hand. Um, that's why I gave them some parameters. We can't, you know, probably can't run to the store. We can use stuff we have. Um, we can just make it fun right here at home. And so they get to be creative. So punching their fun ticket leads to more fun. I like this. This is great. It- it does. And it kind of motivates us too when they just want to watch, you know, hours of TV and like, let's not, let's just get out that fun ticket and find something else to do. So. Right. Hey, Crystal, uh, you created something, yeah. uh, I think you call it activity stations around your house. I like that, especially right around yes. the sink called doing the dishes. That's a great activity. Oh, that That's lots is of fun. wonderful. And around like the washing machine and the dryer. <laughs> I like that for activity stations. But what yeah. did you do with activity stations? What are they? Okay, so when my kids, when I feel like they just had enough of each other, And really, I know for me, I need some time independently. I know that they need that too. But kids don't have um, as much of a gauge for knowing themselves as we do. You know what I mean? We know we're tapped out. We know we need something. Um, And they're kind of like, we're just going to be overstimulated until we finally crash and fall asleep. And so (laughs) um, I kind of figured that out somewhere along the way and decided I'm just going to make little stations for my kids. It was something for me as a mom that gave me a little bit of time. Um, And basically what happens is, I set up like, here's a painting station in the kitchen at the table and another room is a Lego building station or whatever. And I just, I put everything they need out and I make maybe five or six different ones of those. And one of them is a screen station. So I put the computer out here, play games. And then every 20 minutes or so I say, okay, rotate stations, go to the next one. And the kids like end up really happy. And afterwards I'm like, Hey, you guys go play now. And they're happy to play too. Cause they had something different happen in their day. So um, I break that out when we need to, for sure. Yeah, and what's good with that, too, you're giving them some structure even in their playtime. And that's a great thing to do with children yeah. is to provide structure. Structure is good for kids because they learn discipline yes. through that. Some moms might be thinking right now, well, there's no way I'm as creative as Tara and Crystal, and they've got a special gift. And, you know, I don't mm. have that gift. I'm the gift of mundane But speak to that mom to be, and dads too, Mm. but, uh, you know, moms tend to control this a bit more and influence it more. But to the mom who's feeling like, Mm. I just don't think that way, I'm not as creative, what would you say to her? Well, I would say, um, let your kids help you. You know, your kids are naturally creative. I feel like kids Mm -hmm. naturally use their imagination. Um, They haven't grown out of that yet. And they can um, help you come up with ideas. Um, they're an excellent resource of creativity. You don't have to be creative. You can kind of let your kids lead the way. And then also um, other moms are good resources. Crystal and I were talking about this yesterday, just how, um, like she said, we're not strong in so many areas. And we look to um, so many other moms to just help us to kind of pick us up and hold our hands and teach us how to make a schedule, how to make a plan or how to be more organized. Um, And then those moms, you know, it's kind of a, a neat relationship because then we can share ideas with them too. And then always just pray about it and um, God will guide you. Uh, He wants you to have a wonderful relationship with your kids too and enjoy them. And one thing I can add too is that um, 
our kids mostly want us to join them in their fun versus us being creative too. I just feel like Tara should share a pond story. Do you want me to share the pond story? Let me tell you a story about a pond. (laughs) So my son, (laughs) my oldest son is 12 years old um, and he was kind of just having a rough, a rough time. He was kind of fighting with everybody. He was feeling really upset. So we took a walk together and um, we walked down, we're in Black Forest. Um, we walked down to this pond by our house, just a natural pond. Um, and he saw a fish right by the edge of this pond. And he reached down and picked up this fish amazingly. And I had actually been praying um, that God would just kind of show him something amazing that day. Um, and he did. So then he got more and more into getting into the water and catching the fish, you know, but it's is a pond. So it's a little bit a little bit gross, but, um, so, and he said, come in with me and help me catch some fish, you know? And I said, at first I was like, yeah, no, I mean, I don't want to get my shoes wet and stuff. And, um, but then I thought, you know what, how many opportunities, you know, am I going to get for something like this where he asks me and his heart is open to, um, you know, it's, he was in a soft moment right then. And so clothes and all tennis shoes and everything. I just went for it. We swam across the pond and he said, mom, this is the best day of my life and then we were to have like we just went on to have a conversation just about working things through um just with siblings and um he came back and he talked to everybody that he was frustrated with and um but so it really just broke through um his grouchy exterior and i know i'm at 12 years old i'm pretty sure he'll probably remember swimming in the pond together for (laughs) the rest of his life so take, say oh, yes yeah. to those opportunities. Most <laughs> of the it. time I see, we all say no, cause we're busy and we're tired, but, um, and the opportunities sometimes seem like something that we absolutely don't want to do, but why not? Why not? We have this short time with our kids. Just take jump hold in of the those, pond. jump in <laughs> the pond. <laughs> this focus on the family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Growing up, Anne was a runaway, drug addict, and a victim of sexual abuse. But you helped her become a godly wife and mother. So focus on the family was like manna to me. Every day I needed guidance, and I know that my life has changed because of focus on the family. I'm Jim Daly. Share the gift of family to help more people like Anne. Visit focusonthefamily.ca or call 800-A-FAMILY. As families continue to self-isolate because of COVID-19, the need for the gospel of Jesus Christ is needed in our homes now more than ever. That's why Focus on the Family is providing a free four-week trial of the Adventures in Odyssey Club, where families can listen to the full Odyssey library of over 800 episodes, daily devotions, and more. The sign-up process is easy and no credit card is required. In addition, we have just released a new online streaming service called Focus at Home. Focus at Home brings hours of biblically-based, family-friendly entertainment created by Focus on the Family. Movies and audio adventures, readings of best-selling children's books, biblical lessons straight from the Holy Land, and more. Best of all, this will be free of charge during the COVID-19 crisis. For more resources to help your family thrive in these uncertain times, please visit FocusOnTheFamily.ca. That's FocusOnTheFamily.ca. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Crystal, um, sometimes mm. finances can be a constraint. I'm thinking particularly now this summer where people, you know, yeah. we have a lot of people that have been laid off or unemployed and 
and they have children, they still got to think mm-hmm. of some creative things to do. You uh, sure. created a list, I think it's in the book too, 25 simple ways to have fun with your kids. And, yes. and if, with your permission, we'll post that at the website. But what are a couple of those ideas? Um, I mean, some of them are like, have a dance party in your backyard, you know, make milk and cookies and have a milk and cookie night. Um, and I can tell you that the span of ages of zero to 18, everybody likes cookies. You know what I mean? <laughs> so make that an event. Uh, that's a few of them that I can recall off the top of my head, but I just feel like if you just, you know, just like what Tara was talking about that, just a little bit of intentionality, a little bit of that saying, yes, you know, it doesn't cost money to have fun. We have a pool. We're in Arizona. And so my kids, they love it when I swim with it. It's, it's funny, the pond thing, because it's like when I swim with my kids in the pool, and we have fun. They think it's like the funnest thing in the world. So every now and then they don't think I'm going to do it, but I'll go get my swimsuit on and I'll cannonball into the pool. That's how like my <laughs> entrance will be, you know, and they're like, who is this mom? She's usually so boring, you know? (laughs) So, but even just surprising your kids every now and then with a yes, or just surprising them and reminding them like, Hey, I've got some fun in these bones. You know what I mean? (laughs) They, they just really remember that. And it just cracks me up every time that they're like, yes, mom. (laughs) Oh, I know. And I think, you know, when the kid, when the kids are younger, it is, I mean, it's pretty easy to keep them entertained, I think, and uh, not every day, but generally you set it up, they're going to do it, and your kids are right before (laughs) maybe some more challenging endeavors in front of you with the teen years. I know, and John, (laughs) you can mention a couple of your stories there, but I know parenting teens there's mm. kind of can be this disinterest, you know, I don't want stations to run to mom. I'm beyond that now. <laughs> Come on. But, yes. uh, you know, one thing we did, uh, Troy and I, I mentioned this, but we did, uh, models because that was something, you know, it takes a little more capability. Mm. So when this uh, shelter in place occurred, we, we were driving back. I said, Hey, let's stop at a hobby lobby and grab a couple of car models and put them together. And he's like, yeah, let's do that. In fact, I think mm. we have a, a phone call that the producer did with Troy. Let's roll it. So at the beginning of quarantine, we were, I can't remember what we were out to do. Uh, we were out running errands or something. My dad was like, Hey, do you want to like stop by Hobby Lobby or something, grab some models to do while we're in quarantine? I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a great idea. So we stopped by Hobby Lobby. We got models. We worked on them. And yeah, we just, we set up our uh, table, you know, covered it with newspaper and everything. And we would spend a few, uh, like an hour or so for the first few days of quarantine, just kind of sitting here working on our own models together, me and my dad. So yeah, that was cool. That's just a, you know, a fun thing to do. It does allow you to talk over the table too, but speak to the ideas you might've picked up from other moms about engaging teenagers. I think um, like what you were saying, uh, just even with the models, it's from what I have seen, just so important to join them in what they're interested in. Um, If they have an interest that maybe isn't an interest of yours, just tapping into that interest, sitting with them and learning about it, taking time to just do it together and um, build an excitement in yourself. So, you know, not thinking it's a drag or acting like it's a drag while you're sitting with them, but just enjoying that time, um, learning about them and learning about their personalities and um, the things that they really find interesting and enjoyable. I even think about video games. You know, I have a younger brother who's 18 and, you know, Mm -hmm. just like asking him, Hey, will you teach me how to play your game? You know what I mean? Like, how can you jump into like what Tara was saying, just exactly what they're, what they're into and just 
learn how to play a video game and sit there with them and play for a little while. And I feel like that's, it's just some of the best times for them. Yeah. We can do that. Another thing I want to make sure parents hear about, uh, Tara, something you call Jesus moments or Jesus centered routines. I mean, it's really intentional. I applaud it. Speak to that. What is it? And how does a parent think about emphasizing Jesus in these playtimes? Well, I think just the foundation behind it is that we have just this one time with our kids and, and we're the, the ones who are just gifted with the chance to be able to teach them about Jesus. Right. Um, and we can't pass that off to anybody else. That's no one else's responsibility, but our own. So, um, just really taking every single opportunity you can find um, to bring Christ into um, your daily routine, whether that's just being outside and noticing creation around you, talking about what an amazing God that he made these birds and trees. And uh, it's been a little bit hard with quarantine and um, just our routine has been changed up, but it's never too late to start. Um, But we uh, love to take time at breakfast. Um, My kids are occupied with eating. So that's a perfect time. They're a captive audience for anything that I want to talk to them about or read to them. So um, we read uh, God's word. We read a devotional. um, We read missionary stories. We just talk. We will read like um, often during lunchtime, I'll read just a proverb, just a couple verses and say, what do you guys think about it? And um, just let them direct the conversation. Yeah, I like um, I like the idea of drip irrigation that way because we can overload yeah. our children, especially young children. Absolutely. You know, with a dissertation <laughs> when yes. they're going, "What? Yes. I want to play, Dad." Um, you also this summer, I think you're selecting prayer as a, an item to teach your children. How are you going to go about doing that? Give us some ideas. Uh, well, first, I'm, I'm starting off with just seeing where my kids. Um, are struggling with that area. And even where um, I have questions about prayer. So first I'm starting with going to the Lord and just saying, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? How do you want me to help my kids? And then uh, I'm just trying to set up some fun things for us to do together. We're praying around the world this summer. Every week or two, we're going to travel to a different continent and pray for the people on that continent, make a food from that continent, you know, and you're just, saying you're traveling in your house. We're correct? traveling in our house. Just, you know, pretend my kids are still young <laughs> enough to really enjoy this, you know, and um, to talk about the country that we're going to be praying for that week to make some food from the country. Um, my little kids even like pretending that they're sitting on the couch flying the airplane, you know, to whatever country on whatever continent we're oh, going good. to, you know, quote unquote. <laughs> so um, that's one fun thing that we're doing. Um, But otherwise, I'm just really trying to be intentional about prayer, too, in my own life, because I don't think we can teach our kids something that um, God's not building into us. Right. So um, it can't just be we generated ourselves. So I'm asking him to just really intentionally asking him to teach me just what our prayer life is supposed to look like um, as a family and what my prayer life, how I can grow in that area, too, with him. Yeah, and uh, again, these are great ideas to engage your children and you know keep them entertained with a purpose, I would say. Crystal, uh, perhaps I've saved the most important question for the end here, and that is, <laughs> uh, you know, speak to that parent who feels burned out. They've been home with their kids mm-hmm. a lot more lately, and they're feeling tired. I mean, they're not plugging mm-hmm. in. They're not recharging. Maybe they feel unappreciated. Many moms yeah. can get to that place. What can that parent do to feel closer to God and get filled up again so they can have the attitude that we've been talking about, not look to the negative side of things and being overwhelmed, but have a positive mm-hmm. attitude? And in essence, the metaphor of this program, obviously, is jumping in the pond. 
but <laughs> how, how can they get to the point where they're filled up enough that they could say mm. yes more often? Okay, so my answer might sound a little unconventional, but I heard one time I was at a conference, and it was a mom conference, actually, and this woman had said, she said, you need to fake it till you make it because you're being intentional. Okay, so this, like I said, it might sound unconventional, but what I did was in the morning time, for example, and I had woken up before my kids, I was really excited to have just a minute alone, right? That's like why I woke up early. Yeah, one minute. Um, And then I see, yes, one minute, and I see that little child coming in my room, coming down the hall, and my reaction is like, no, 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 this isn't what I was thinking, and I needed this moment. You don't know how bad I needed it. But I do feel like the Lord just tells me sometimes, tell her that you're happy to see her today. Do you know what I mean? So instead yeah. of my like, what do you need right now? Okay. You know, do you, are you hungry? Of course she's hungry, right? I'm going to be like, I'm so glad you woke up today. It's so good to see you. And it's actually really crazy to me. This works for me personally, but it's crazy to me whenever I shift and I do that, I actually do feel it. I'm like, huh. okay, it is good to see you today. I actually do feel that. And it's these just little ways of being intentional, I think, in your days where you know, every now and then I'll, I'll just slip away and even go in the bathroom. Tara and I have had so many times where we're like, we had to sneak away to the bathroom because that's really the only place that <laughs> they're not with us. They're banging on the door, you know, but maybe they're not with us. And um, I will listen. I have a little devotional app and I'll turn it on and I'll listen to it for five minutes and just take it in, regroup myself and walk out the door. I mean, I think that there are so many little things that you can do. So as we're talking about like rhythms to your day for your kids, I even think as moms, we have to kind of, and dads, you know, we have to set some rhythms for ourselves, some little moments where we can go and kind of, and that's unique to our personalities even to go and to just gain a little bit of composure make a little plan. Okay. What's this afternoon going to look like for me? What am I going to do when I walk out of this bathroom door? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. (laughs) When you get to the point where I'm at and Jean with our boys, one out the door, the other one just around the corner from leaving. Mm. I mean, all of that, you look back and you go, either I'm glad I did it this way, or I wish I would have done more. And that's the purpose of the program today. So you don't end up in that spot. Crystal and Tara, this has been really good. I hope fun, but also insightful for moms and dads to think about the impact you have on your children. And I want to emphasize the importance for us as parents to connect with God first, which you've really done, how to, you know, take a theme like prayer and think about it through the summer and and do activities that aim your children in that direction. That's a great idea. And the book is full of great ideas in that regard. And I hope uh, moms and dads will pick this up for a quick read on how to organize your summer, not in an exhausting way, but in a way that will make amazing memories. So mm-hmm. thank you for being with us. Mm, thank you for having you. us. And as Jim mentioned earlier, we have a couple of free PDFs for you online with even more activities for your summertime, and you'll find those at our website. And while you're there, be sure to get a copy of The Help Club for Moms, inspirational and practical help for you, your home, and your family. Uh, It'll offer a lot of great insights for you, and you can take notes in the margins and Uh, Pass it along to a friend if you'd like. And please consider purchasing that great resource directly from us here at Focus Canada. So the proceeds go right back into sustaining this ministry. 
You can donate and get the book at focusonthefamily.ca or when you call 800, the letter A and the word family. Well, coming up tomorrow on Focus on the Family, Dr. David Clark offers inspiration and hope for your marriage. You can make it. Listen to this. God loves you. He loves your marriage. It's sacred to him. And it all, no matter how bad it is, it's sacred. And he will help you save it. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.